welcome to episode two of Cult of Splat. I'm your host, Taylor Bartle. Uh, This is a podcast where we take a look at a movie that Rotten Tomatoes has labeled as rotten, but that one of us, at least, absolutely loves. Uh, Please welcome my co-host, Mr. Kevin Nesgoda. Hey, Taylor, what is up? Just living the dream, you know? Going to all-star things with the Kraken. Yeah, that's true. I did that. Uh, If you tuned in last episode... Hope you enjoyed it. You're obviously back, so you must have enjoyed it at least somewhat. Uh, if this is your first, if this is your first time, thank you for joining us. Hope you enjoy this one. Uh, today we're talking about just one of the guys from Classic. 19, uh, 1985. I thought I had this written down, and I don't. Yep, 1985, April 26th is when it was released to theaters. Uh, so like I said, this is a podcast where we talk about movies that are labeled as rotten. Uh, to be considered rotten on Rotten Tomatoes, you have to have at, uh, less than 60% positive reviews. This one sits at 45%. So not terrible. No. And it was kind of progressive for like the message of it, like, you know, back in 1985. You know, uh, I was going to get into this later, but I'll go ahead and just say it now. This was not as problematic as I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> It, 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 it had the potential to be extremely problematic. Yeah, it was directed by a woman, uh, Lisa Gottlieb. So I'm thinking that probably helped. Yes. But it was written by two men. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure she had, like, threw some stuff to the cutting floor. That was probably in that original script. Probably, and good for her if so. Yes, exactly. Uh, audience score on this one, a little more favorable, 65%. But on this show, we don't go by audience percent because we are the audience. Uh, There was not a critic consensus on this one, but I went in and I looked at some of the the reviews and my consensus was that uh, the the biggest issue people had with it is that it's it's supposed to be a movie about not judging someone by their looks, but there's a lot of uh, like high fashion and uh, also... uh, the head actress. Do you know her name? Off the top of your head. Hey. Mister, oh, I've seen this uh, movie Joyce. so many times. Joyce Heiser. Uh, they, they, which a valid complaint is she was too pretty to be mistaken for a man. Yeah, she was very pretty. Even with the short hair, she was very pretty. Also, um, kind of before we get into it, um, in the movie, we see a big poster of Bruce Springsteen on her wall. And the actress was actually dating... Bruce Springsteen at the time. They were oh, like really? Four year, yeah, they were. I think they had broken up when this came out, but like when the movie was shot, they were dating. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is Kevin's pick this week. Um, the IMDb quick synopsis says Terry feels discriminated against when the summer jobs at Sun Tribune go to two guys. She decides to do something about it. She dresses like a guy and gets a haircut. Will students at the other high school notice? Girls notice him. Air quotes. Air qu- yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, let's jump into it. Uh, All right. this, mo- this movie literally opens on Terry's crotch. Yeah. They should have done something a little bit better than that. That but is it, the, you know. the first thing we see in this movie. Uh, she's wearing panties and like a tiny little tank top to, to sleep in. She gets cut, up. Yeah. Midriff get, cut out. Yeah. Gets up, kind of dances around to her alarm clock. Goes out on her balcony and stretches. For the world to see. Yeah. Uh, so she gets up, goes to school, and right away, you're like, yep, this is 1985. <laughs> the way that her and her boyfriend, uh, Kevin, are dressed is just, it's, it, it's borderline parody of the 80s. Yeah, it's like the white sweater you know skirt uh yeah yeah like the the madonna lace bow in her hair the the white wayfarer sunglasses denim skirts this is this is prime 80s yeah big time he's got the boxer for the car that he drives yep uh he's he's in college she's in high school she shows up to her high school um and he's at least 21 
And yeah. she's probably 16 or 17. No, she's 17. Uh, she shows up to her high school and I immediately was like, wait a minute. That's San Dimas. Yes. It's San Dimas High School. San Dimas High School football rules from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, let's see. So Terry is a writer for the school newspaper. Her friend Denise comes in and says, hey, I got a problem. I have three prom dates. Uh, Terry says, you know, on a scale of lame to hot, which one is the hottest? And she says, well, they're all pretty lame. (laughs) And so Terry says, which one has the hottest car? Yes. (laughs) Pinto, his dad's Miata, I think Uh, it was. Yep. And a Schwinn. (laughs) Gotta go me out on the street. Yeah, even if it's not his, like. Um, and at this point, another guy comes up and asks her to prom. Yeah, they just keep coming. Like the the people at this high school, it's Pearl High School, and they just like they're constantly asking out Terry and um, and Denise. And didn't did the, the actress that plays Denise doesn't she look a little bit like Rebecca De Mornay to you? A little bit. Yeah. Right. But, like, she's also just, like, always lamenting that she can't find a boyfriend. Right. But she has, like, guys constantly asking her out. Yeah. Including yeah. Terry's little brother. Yeah. Constant. Oh, my God. That was one of the problematic things. It's like, this dude does not take no for an answer. Yeah. Um, so, we'll get into Buddy later. Yeah. The, the Sun Tribune is having a summer job contest where you write an article. Whoever has the best article gets published in the Sun Tribune and gets this summer job. Yep. Uh, yeah, we. she's, you know, bound and determined. She's the best writer. She's going to get this job. Yeah. So we see her in the cafeteria. This is where Buddy first shows up. Sits next to Denise, puts his arm around her. And this kid is just mad horny. Yeah. He had that line. Oh, my God. What was the line? Um, horny kicks. Uh, horny will shame. kick embarrassment's ass every yes, time. Yep, exactly. Yep. I wrote yep. that down. <laughs> he also says i'm not a virgin i've had lots of sex now i just like to try it with a partner yep <laughs> but he's good comic relief he's he's a little bit much like you know he would probably be canceled today like hardcore but for an 80s movie you know it's right in line with like how things were back then i, I mean he's, he's 15 so like we, we we've been 15 year old boys we know yeah yeah we just weren't so vocal about it, probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she goes and checks the trophy case, sees that these two guys have won the contest. She goes to talk to the teacher. Here's another problematic part. The oh, teacher God, yep. is talking to another teacher who is just like, man, did you see what so-and-so was wearing in my class? Legs for like, days. Yeah. And the other guy's like, you better be careful. You'll get fired. And he'll be like, it'll be worth it. Worth it. This job like, sucks. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like, Hey, we got this like six year old man, like sitting like a 15 year old girl's hot. Not cool. Yeah. Uh, but she talks to her teacher and says, Hey, you know, I, I know I'm a better writer than those two jabronis. Yep. And he's like, you know, I just, I don't, I don't agree. He's like, maybe your writing's not for you. You're very pretty. You could be a model. And I'm like, Ooh, you can't say that. No. You could in the 80s, but you can't say that now. No. That's been off limits for about 10 years now. Um, yeah, so she storms out. She's very mad. She's talking to her boyfriend, Kevin, at the pool. And all he wants to do is talk. This guy's such a fucking douchebag. He is. She's like typical creepy-ass douchebag Kevin, just like the rest of them. Wait. And he's like... <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you know, I when I was a kid, I wanted to be a firefighter. I used to set fires and then put them out. No. I'm you like, okay, first of that. all, first of all, you set fires. That's troublesome in itself. Um, and then he says, I wanted to be a firefighter until I found out how much they made. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you're a piece of shit. Yep. And it's not the only time he references looks or money. It's all this dude talks about. He's like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, this is set in L.A., so you, we assume he's probably going to USC or something like that. Um, you know, the, one of the private schools, or Pepperdine, probably. And, 
yeah, he's just like, he's just ready to go to high finance as soon as he graduates. Yep. It's what I get. Yeah. And be arrested for rape and like a Ponzi scheme or something later down the line. Yeah. He isn't a frat too, of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, Meanwhile, Buddy is putting Playboy pinups all over his walls. Every one of them. And Terry is like, you know, you're, you're gross. And he's like, I love these women for more than just their bodies. He's like, you know, so-and-so reads Vonnegut and, you know, Luann, she hates toxic waste. (laughs) Like memorized all their info from the pullouts. Um, Yeah. So he, uh, he goes downstairs. There's a knock at the door. He answers the door. There's this guy in it, like a hat pulled down sunglasses. He's like, Hey, is your sister here? And he's like, Hey, Terry, you have company. And then he realizes it is Terry. Yep. You basically just stole buddy's wardrobe. Yeah. And she's like, Hey, you know, I tricked you. Maybe I can trick other people. And so buddy's like, all right, well, let me, uh, let me see how you stand. Yeah. She, she stands, you know, and he's like, no, no, you got to, you know, lower your shoulders and spread your feet because guys take up a lot of space. space. Man spreading. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, let me see you scratch your balls. I don't have balls. And she, she like scratches her hip. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. You got to get in there. It's like, what if my balls don't itch? Trust me. All balls itch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. It, yeah. D- no lie there. Um, but like the way he teaches her to, to do it is like so 80s so conspicuous yeah he's like first you got your shift and it's like a full movement of his hips from one side to the other, the other. yeah balls in hand and then like um, you know he like teaches her to walk like a guy but it's more of a strut it's like yeah, almost it's, like he's swimming while he's right. walking and it's like, yo, baby, where me holla at you? Like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's how it is. Oh, yeah. That's how it is. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, Basically the 85 version of like holla at me. Yeah, exactly. So the next day we see her uh, go to a new school. Just like that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no parents sign off. <laughs> I was like, was it really that easy to transfer schools in 1985? You just show up and they're like, oh, okay, sure. Why not? Yeah. Here's your schedule. Welcome, new kid. Um, yeah, so there's a school bully played by, of course, who else? Billy, Billy Zabka. Zabka. <laughs> the legendary Billy Zabka. You know, I'm happy that he's like back in the mainstream again. Yeah. Thank you, How I Met Your Mother. Yep. Um. The, the first time we see Zabka, he's talking about, like, all he talks about is how to get muscles. Yeah, the entire time. Yeah, and the first thing he's talking about is jerking off. Yeah. Um, he's like, like, if you don't have weights around, just use a freshman. Hey, yeah, you, he's like, come here. <laughs> like, doing curls with this kid's wedgie. Yeah. No pain, no gain. Slaps him on the ass and sets him on his way. Again, uh, problematic. Yeah, but I don't think that would get you in too much trouble these days. But no, no, no. no um, you know Terry kind of laughs, but then she, the, she makes a joke about him, and so Zabka throws her in the bushes. Yeah, and pricks himself on the rose bush, and then his boys homoerotically just like jump into his arms and walk him away, like he's like <laughs> a champion. <laughs> uh, we see Terry in class. There's these two nerds who are, I mean, like mega nerds like yeah weird like they, weird nerds they speak like, like an alien language and they say they're not right from Earth. but they're not smart no life's gonna be hard the first, dumb, the first dumb nerds we've ever seen in tv or a movie because usually nerds are like you know about to be bill gates but right these guys are like about to like you know be fired from 12 burger kings yeah they're just weirdos yeah. Uh, Terry has to go pee. She <laughs> she waits until she can, can like barely walk because she has to pee so bad. Yeah, and she's about to, but this dude walks in. 
Yeah, so she goes into the goes into the men's room because she's trying to convince everyone she's a guy. Uh, she's looking around, and yeah, this guy walks in, and so she pretends to pee in the urinal. And she's like, just finished. <laughs> the guy's like, like I care. Yeah, rule number one, no eye contact in the bathroom. Two, do not speak to another man in the restroom. Yeah. Uh, so she leaves, and then she realizes, oh, wait, I still have to pee. <laughs> Yeah, so the dude accent, she just like rolls right around and right back into the bathroom. I didn't understand why she didn't just go in the stall in the first place. Because there was no doors. None of those stalls had doors. Oh, really? I didn't notice yeah. that. Yeah, none of the stalls in the men's rooms and through the entire movie have doors. But still, she could have just sat down and just been like, I'm taking a mean grumper. Yeah, exactly. As a little twinkle comes down, or tinkle comes down. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, she's very proud of herself that she tricked this guy. Yep. Uh, that's she. She actually left because she was so she was beaming with pride that she tricked this guy into making. So she her, skips the rest of the day. Um. Meanwhile, Billy Zabka is in the cafeteria doing table presses. Yeah. Where he just grabs the end of a table and lifts it up, and everybody's food falls off. Yeah. And but again, he's not doing it to be a bully. He's just doing it for muscles. Yeah, exactly. He has to get full extension. And I love that how it cuts to the janitor. The janitor's in like three seconds of the movie. And every time he's like, oh, God, don't do it. It's the look on his face. Every time they show the janitor, it's full on fuck my life. <laughs> yeah, he's like, God damn it. He's like, I swear to God, if this happens 30 or 40 more times, I'm just going to hang myself in my closet. <laughs> he is very close to doing it. Uh, Terry notices that she has gym class, which is obviously going to be a problem. A little bit. So she tries to get out of it because she says, oh, you know, since I'm new, I, I don't have any gym clothes. So I guess I'll just go to study hall. And the gym teacher who is in full bowling team outfit. Yeah. Polishing his trophies in his office. Yeah. He says, you know, don't worry. I have extras. Here's a shirt. Here's shorts. Here's a jock strap." And I do jockstrap uh, inspection three days a week. I'm like, that's uh, problematic. <laughs> yeah. Why are you checking out underage boys jocks? Yeah, I got no jokes on that one. That's just disturbing. Yeah. Uh, she goes into the locker room and gets hit right in the face with a jockstrap. Yep. And slow, does a slow peel off, falls to the floor. <laughs> Uh, she sets sets a fire so that the sprinkler goes off so that everyone has to leave the locker room and so she can just change by herself. And she does such a slow job that she's completely dripping. <laughs> and yeah, he, and, the, he, and the teacher is like, I'm going to find out who did this. And it's like, everybody else is free. Yeah, I mean, who's the person who's soaking wet? Everybody else has a little water on them, but she is dripping <laughs> and just beaming. She's like, yeah, I did that. I set a fire. I got away with it. Uh, meanwhile, there's a guy who has a chameleon on his shoulder. One of many reptiles that he has throughout the world. Yeah, we come movie. to find out this guy's name is Reptile. Yeah. Also, he looks exactly like Luigi from Ratatouille. Yes, he does. Oh, my God. Good call. <laughs> Good call. I think he's also in Revenge of the Nerds, if I remember correctly. Uh, let's see. She gets out of gym class by pretending to have stomach pain because they're going to play basketball. And the teacher says, you know, your shirts, your skins, your shirts, your skins. And obviously tells her she she's skins. And so she just throws herself on the ground. It's just like, oh, my stomach. I ate oh. the cafeteria food. And he's like, oh, God. Okay. Go. Don't be a pussy. <laughs> That's another thing. The gym teacher calls her a pussy multiple times. Yeah, he calls everybody a pussy multiple times. Can't do that anymore. No. Uh, she meets with the newspaper teacher who, like, he tells her flat out, he says, your writing is good, but it's not that good. No, you're boring. Yeah, he says she's boring. She, and he says, just because you're a boy doesn't mean you can't write with sensitivity. And she's like, oh, fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> so that night she's talking to Denise and Buddy and she says, you know, I, I have to make friends. That's, And she realizes that this is the story. She's going to write a story about her going undercover as a boy. Yeah. 
which is kind of glossed over throughout like not only this scene, but the whole rest of the movie. It's just like a, co- a complete throwaway line. If, you don't, if you're not paying attention, you completely miss it. Yeah, like it, it's more about her trying to prove that like, uh, you know, gender stereotypes and, uh, uh, you know, gender favoritism. And also she's writing a story on it. Yeah. So, you know, a little on the nose there. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The next day she, she tries to make friends with a reptile, but he kind of freaks her out cause he's feeding mice to his snake. <laughs> That's around his neck. Yeah. And they, his name's Snowball. His, the snake's name is Snowball. Uh, instead she hangs out with Rick, who was a guy that she met after she got thrown in the bushes by Zabka. Yep. Um, Oh, earlier she gave Deborah, who is Zabka's girlfriend, advice on, she said she was missing the back of her earring. And so Terry said, you know, hey, just take the take an eraser off a pencil and use that. Kiss you through the day. Yeah. And so then Deborah's she tells Zabka, oh, you know, she, she, uh, he helped me with my earring. And Zabka's like. Of course like, he did. Yeah. He's a tulip. He's a tulip. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, I think that's the only time I've ever heard, like, you know, bad insult ever. Yeah, but not the last. No, not the last. <laughs> not from Billy Zapka. Um, Rick is like, oh, man, you know, Deborah, she's so fucking hot or whatever. And uh, so, you know, obviously Rick's got a thing for Deborah, which is going to cause problems with Zapka. Yep, you know, because she's the most popular girl, most popular and the prettiest girl in school. Right. Uh, Meanwhile, we see Sandy, played by Sherilyn Fenn of Twin Peaks fame. Yes. And she is just fawning over Terry. Yeah. Like she's pants ready to come off at any moment for Terry. Yeah. She says he dresses like Elvis Costello and looks like the karate kid. I'm going to have him. Yeah. Not even close to either of those. You don't think so? When I first saw her with the short hair, I was like, she kind of looks like Ralph Macchio. Oh, I guess a little bit more like Elvis Costello, but yeah, I, uh, maybe you're right. Maybe a little bit like Macchio. I, mean, I think close. She's still definitely a woman. Yeah, it's just a woman dressing like a man in New Wave. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Where was I? Um, so Sandy tries, you know, she shoots her shot with Terry and Terry's just like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll talk later. I'm gonna go hang out with Rick. Yeah. Gives Rick a ride home. And then it's just like, Hey, you know, what are you doing right now? And he was like, Oh, or flip that. Rick says to Terry, what are you doing right now? And Terry says, I'm just going to tune up my car, maybe play a little football. football. <laughs> it's like, do you know anything about guys? <laughs> it's like, you know how you dress? Like I do dress like that would do neither of those things. Right. And that's just so like such stereotypical guy stuff, you know? Yeah. I mean, we're pretty much stereotypical guys. And when's the last time you tuned up your car or played football? <laughs> but granted, we're also 40. Uh, that, this is true. Um, <laughs> that night, Terry's at home. Buddy answers the phone and he says, and I quote, hey, yo, scumbag. Hey, suck your own. Fun. Eat me. Same to you, butt face. And he hangs up the phone and says, mom says hi. Mom says hi. (laughs) I really want to know what the mom, this has been bugging me for like 20 years. What did the mom say? Is that like the relationship she has with her son? And then I love that Terry calls Rick and like tries to use that kind of language on the phone. What are you doing tomorrow? Oh, you want to hang out? Okay, cool. Lips come back. Oh, damn. Damn it, he hung up. <laughs> Almost got it. Uh, so the next day at school, they're trying to get Rick a prom date. And Terry says, you know, go over to that girl and tell her her eyes are pretty. Girls eat up that crap. <laughs> Turns out the girl's wearing sunglasses. And she's trying to call it off. Doing everything she can slightly. Like doing the throat slash. Doing like the emphatic arm wave and like mouthing. No, no. <laughs> And then Rick's just like, oh, I guess I'll just go die forever. 
Yeah, you have real pretty eyes. Um, and then dies. Meanwhile, a reptile is sniffing a stuffed armadillo's butt. That was weird. <laughs> Everything reptile does is fucking weird. It's true. And he's sniffing. He's like, oh, not bad. Um, like, this checks out. Yeah. I thought he was going to like, because he looks at the girl next to him. I thought he was going to be like, you want to you know, you get some of this? Like, <laughs> uh, we, we see Rick strike out with multiple different girls. Every girl that he asks. Finally, Sandy comes up to Terry and is like, hey, you know, I, I see you're trying to get Rick a date. He could go with with my cousin. Why don't the four of us go meet at the cave tonight? Silly me. I'm thinking the cave is some kind of all ages bar or club. Right. No, it's a cave. An actual cave. It is a literal cave. Uh, Rick and Sandy's cousin (laughs) go and take a walk. Sandy's trying to. You you skipped a very important part about uh, Sandy's cousin. Her opening line is, here's to summer. Because sixth grade is so bogus. <laughs> yes, sixth grade. Sandy's cousin, who has like a rockin' body and a great personality, according to Sandy, is like 12 years old. How did I miss that? <laughs> well, you know, she does look 12. And they're drinking beers. Everybody's drinking beers, but she had a Coke. Oh, oh, that's right. She did. Yeah. She's the only one not getting drunk. (laughs) Okay. So they they go and take a walk. Uh, Sandy tries to Mac on Terry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just said that. Um, Yeah. She, she's throwing down the gauntlet and she's not taking no for an answer. Yeah. And she straight up puts her hands down Terry's pants. And finds a sock. And finds a sock. And then she's like, you know, it's 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 okay. I, I get it. I understand. Said, but really, how small could it be? And Terry's <laughs> Terry's like, don't even ask. ask. And that was the end of the scene. Yeah. I'm like, how is that the end of the scene? I have questions. <laughs> what happens next? <laughs> right. Um Yeah, so the next day, uh we see Buddy has a has a algebra date with this no, girl. Same night, same night. Oh, you're right. You're right. Same night. Yeah, I've seen this movie way too many times. Buddy's got this girl over to do algebra, but he's wearing like a smoking jacket. Yeah, and like an, he has an ascot too, and a pipe. <laughs> uh, but but Kevin is there. Yeah, creepy Kevin's hanging out, helping them with their algebra homework. He's like, no, yeah. no, no, shut up. <laughs> Problem twenty two. And, and Buddy's like, oh, uh, Terry went and joined this religious cult in Oregon. And that's about the same time as that, uh, that one cult uh, with the guru was happening in Oregon. Yeah, that's, I was wondering if it was the... Uh, yep. Uh, same, they, called? they have to be mentioned the same one. Uh, almost said Heaven's Gate, but that's not right. No. Fuck, I don't remember. Uh, let's see. Terry comes home drunk. Kevin is like, hey, your haircut looks stupid. Yeah. You Which it didn't. It was like a cute pixie cut. Yeah. It, you know, it eventually became like a fashion statement in the 80s. It, it's hell, it's still a fashion statement now. You know, it's, yeah. it still works for some girls. Uh, but they leave. Buddy's like, hey, we got the place to ourselves. Let's party. Let's get drunk. Let's get naked. And she's like, nah. <laughs> then I love the line. Buddy says, would it make a difference if I said I was hung like a bear? Maybe. And she, and she goes, it might. Are you? you. No. <laughs> Bye, buddy. And she leaves and he, he looks down at his penis and he's like, sorry, Spike. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe if he just hung like a bear and it worked out for him. I mean, maybe a baby bear? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, Kevin gives Terry shit because she's not wearing makeup and her hair is all cut and she's she was wearing like a you know sweatshirt and stuff. What happened to this pretty girl I used to know who liked yeah. to put on makeup and design her clothes and go to the fanciest restaurants in LA with me. 
Uh, so the next Total thing, Spare Lines. The next day, Terry gives Rick a makeover. Basically, she's like, yeah. "Hey, you got to stop dressing like this. You got to dress nicer, get a haircut." Somehow, a movie made in 1985 had a makeover without a montage. How does that happen? I keep asking myself that. Maybe they did, and they didn't want to go too much over a 100-minute running time. But, like, you know, a montage of getting a makeover lasts 30 to 30 seconds to a minute. Is it really going to kill the movie to add a minute? This is the exact kind of movie that would have that montage. Exactly. We need to find uh, the director, Lisa Gottlieb, and ask for the director's cut. I want to see the director's cut. Where's where's my montage? Yeah. I know you shot it. It was 1985. Uh, Zabka dumped spaghetti on Rick's new jacket. It was a pretty decent jacket for 85, too. Yeah. And Terry bought all the clothes since Rick was broke. That's right. Plastic. Yeah, on her credit card. Um, they go to the uh, Terry and Rick go to the men's room to just kind of, you know, that that Zabka. We're gonna kick his ass. We're gonna roundhouse kick him and do the crane. <laughs> Sweep the leg. Put him in a body bag, Greg Tolan. Yeah. Uh, oh, Rick Rick starts peeing and Terry's like, "What the fuck are you doing? What are you doing?" <laughs> He's like, "I'm peeing." And she's like, "Do you have to do that here?" here? It's like, uh, "Where else I would know. I do it?" <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah, good point. And then they go back to the cafeteria, and suddenly Buddy shows up in a flannel button-down with no sleeves. Yeah, it's like he was in Seattle during the summer in, like, 1993. Yeah. He's setting the tone early. Um, Oh, uh, you forgot that uh, Terry hits on Rick for the first time in that bathroom. Like, starts brushing his hair back. He's like, you look so perfect. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, which no, that's actually that's that's a pretty major point because then when Buddy shows up, he says, "Hey, your your uh, girlfriend Kavina, Kavina <laughs> is going to be picking you up tonight." So uh, you know the the love of your life. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, I didn't know you had a girlfriend." And she's like, "Yeah, Shocks she's exotic." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because you have a girlfriend named Kevina? That doesn't sound fake or made up at all. <laughs> um, Rick gets, he's had enough with Zabka. So he stands up on a table and just starts making fun of him. Were you a messy baby? Do you have a low IQ or a small dick? <laughs> I guess it's all three. Um. And so Zabka, in his workout, his sleep or his fingerless workout gloves, he's like, "I'm gonna kick this guy's ass." But it's Terry's like wearing those gloves. Yeah, Terry's standing in between them, just like, "Come on, take a shot, take a shot." I'm taking a pick, you know. Yeah, bouncing from one foot to the other, just staring up at him. And Zabka's just like looking beyond him. He's like, she doesn't even come up to like his chin. Yeah, I know. He could easily just like shove her to the side. Yeah, she's a hundred pounds at most. But then, like, all the kids stand up and they do table presses and all the food falls on Zabka. And then we see the janitor again. He's like, fucking god damn it. God damn it. He, he almost looked like he was about ready to cry in that one. Um, yeah. And De- Deborah gets pissed off at Zabka and she says, hey, you know, hey, you're yeah, R- Rick's right. You're an asshole. And he's like, that asshole called me an asshole. Me an asshole. I'm getting real tired of watching you push people around. Uh, so Terry tells Rick, hey, just ask out one more girl. It's like, I guarantee right now you got all this confidence. You're looking good. Just ask you're out one, one more girl. And he's like, anyone? And she's like, anyone. So he asks out Deborah. Much to his surprise, she says yes. Yep. But... Rick tells Terry, he's like, hey, I'm not going to go to prom unless you go. Yeah. And, you know, since Terry has the crush on her now, she's like, I don't want to. Uh, So Terry asks Denise to go with her. Yeah. Denise, her best friend. Yeah. Uh, Terry's getting ready to go on her date with Kavina. And suddenly Sandy shows up with a fish. 
or two fish, I guess. They were kissing two fish. fish. Kissing fish, yeah. And she like goes up to, well, they go to Buddy's room. As Terry yeah. says, it's, <laughs> it says it's her room. I've never seen anything like this. And Sandy like starts getting naked. Yeah, she's, she's into it. She's got some lingerie on. And, uh, and Buddy just lets Kevin in the house and is like, Terry's upstairs. <laughs> and so she's yeah. got to like, you know, change real quick. Um, and also, Terry's asked Sandy, she says, how did you know where I lived? And Sandy's like, oh, I followed you. So Buddy, um, like we said, he's 15, but he's already been at this point where he's like, it's never going to happen. I'm never going to get laid. Maybe I should just hire a prostitute. It's over. Can I borrow 200 bucks? Yeah. Um, let's see. So they go to the prom. And they're doing, you know, their typical 80s dancing. Yeah, just uh, stupid dancing. Yeah. Meanwhile, the guitar player in the band with his awesome mullet is giving Denise the, the sex eyes. Yeah. He's like 35, maybe 40. Right. And she's like, hey, he's, yeah, he's looking he's at like, me again. But not in like a, hey, that weird guy's looking at me. It's like, oh, that guy, he's looking at me. I'm uh, I'm going to go fuck his brains out. And she's like 16, 17. And like, no, don't do it, Denise. Yeah. <laughs> um, Reptile has brought a pocket full of lizards. <laughs> eight of them. Do you have parsley for eight? <laughs> um. They usually like worms and flies. Yeah. We see back at the house, Kevin shows up and says, you know, where, where's Terry? And Buddy's like, I'll, I'll take you to her. He's wearing a different sleeveless flannel button-up shirt. Yeah. Apparently this is Buddy's look now. Yeah. He, he went to Seattle at some point. He's like, you know what? I like this. I'm, I'm going to rock it. This is my look now. Yeah. Sleeves, no more for this guy. Got to show off the guns. <laughs> Welcome to the gun show. So, Buddy and Kevin head to prom. Uh, Deborah and Zabka are named king and queen. But she's, you know, Deborah says, normally this is where the king and queen would have their first dance. But since I'm the head of the prom committee, I think that's a stupid rule. So, everybody dance. And Zapka's heartbroken. He's like, this yeah. is my shot to get back with her. Right. So she goes and starts dancing with Rick. They, she, her and Rick actually kiss. And so yeah. Zapka pulls out his fingerless gloves. gloves. He put them in his tux. Never, never leaves home without him. Goes up and punches Rick right in the face. And Rick flips over like this rail onto the beach. Yeah. Terry jumps Zabka from behind, starts biting him. Bite, biting him and like pulling on his ear and pulling his hair. Yeah. So Zabka puts Terry in a torture rack and then throws her in the ocean because the problem's yeah. on the beach. Yeah. He Buddy literally like puts he her on his him. shoulders, walks into the ocean and then yeah. just chucks her. Presses her. Yeah. Yeah. This is the point where Buddy shows up. And he jumps on Zabka's back. He puts and him in a Zabka's sleeper like, hold. Where do these guys learn how to fight? Yeah, because Buddy also bites him. Yes. Tries to put him in like a really shitty sleeper hold. Yeah. And, and then Zabka Rick is, just tosses him into the ocean too. Yeah. And then Rick is like, all right, look, now my back's not turned. We can engage in fisticuffs. And so they have a fairly short fight. It's quick. I think Zabka gets in one shot. Yeah, and then Rick throws Zabka through the little bar area. And he's knocked out. And I assume he floated off in the ocean dead because he was unconscious with waves lapping at him. (laughs) It was kind of like like a stereotypical dead body. (laughs) (laughs) He washes up in Long Beach like three days later. Ah, uh, another one to game <laughs> He's on CSI. 
What happened to Greg Tolan? He'd be hanging it by his fucking neck in his closet for all I care. <laughs> Scenario one. <laughs> uh, so Terry and Rick are talking. Kevin walks up and he's like, hey, where have you been? You know, like, I, I, I love you. Can we work this out? And Terry's like, look, I, I don't love you anymore. I'm in love with someone else. And Rick's like, whoa, hey, whoa, hey, whoa. Whoa, whoa, hey. <laughs> hey, hey now. Um, and so um, Terry says, takes Rick and says, hey, you know, I, I need to tell you something. Can we go somewhere private? They, they go off somewhere. And Terry says, look, I, I, have, I have to tell you something. I have a secret. And Rick's like, I get it. You're gay. It's, it's, and like this part could have been very problematic, but he's like, it's, it's fine. You know, if very. you're gay, that's fine. You're gay. Yeah, it's cool. It happens. Yeah. And Terry, but Terry's like, no, no, I'm, I'm a girl. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, okay. And I'm Cindy Lauper. I'm Cindy Lauper. Lau- Lauper. <laughs> Lauper. Uh, at this point, Terry rips open her tuxedo. <laughs> and I, I just love, this is my favorite line in the whole movie. Where do you get off having tits? <laughs> just watching the whole movie up to that point is so worth it. Even if you like, you think this movie is stupid, that, that will break you right there. You will laugh no matter what. And then they like they go out back out to the prom. Terry chases after Rick, grabs him, and kisses him. And Rick says, "It's okay, everybody. He has tits. He has tits." <laughs> and everybody's like, "What?" <laughs> um, but yeah, Rick kind of freaks out and bails. So Sandy goes home, and there's Buddy. And he's got a girl in his bed, and turns out it's Sandy. Hey. Apparently, Sandy was like, I'm fucking somebody in this family. Yeah. I don't care who. Someone is giving me the D. Oh, we should also point out before, the last scene of the prom is Kevin hitting on like a 14-year-old. He's like, are you here with the date? She's like, yeah. He's like, figures. <laughs> right. Um. So we see Terry wins the contest. She gets her article in the Sun Tribune, gets the, gets the summer job. And everything's uh, turned up roses for Terry Griffith. Yeah. And, you know, her and Buddy are kind of having a moment. And then we see Rick leaning on his car like an 80s dude. Yeah. And surprised he didn't have his jacket slung over his shoulder. Yeah. And, you know, he tells her, he says, you know, this, this whole thing is, is kind of weird, but I'm, I'm willing to give it a shot. And she's like, okay, well, look, you know, let, let's go have coffee. And he's like, hey, I'm the man. I get to ask you out. Which is a little, eh. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, okay. But yeah, so then he's like, you know, let's, let's go get coffee. And she's like, I would love to. And then... So Buddy's standing there by himself, and all of a sudden, this random woman on a Harley shows up. Yeah, just like a total biker chick. Yeah, just some like random hog mama. And right, right before that happens, like, yeah, we're both like in sexual relationships. So I assumed he was still with Sandy. Right. Like when she pulled up, I was like, "Wait, is that Sandy?" And I was like, "Nope, that's just some that's old woman. Sandy. It's some like thirty-year-old yeah, like woman." Yeah. And she just shows up and. She just shows up and parks right in front of them, doesn't say a word, and Buddy gets on the back of her Harley and they ride away. (laughs) And that's the end of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like, you know, uh, Rick and Terry have already turned it off and like, Buddy just hops on the bike and off they go. (laughs) That was such a random ending. And so it's like, the filmmakers left you with, who the fuck was that woman? 
They honestly could have ended with like you know, all four of them in a car with like you know instead of the random forty five year old biker chick with Sandy with Buddy, you know, it's like, like hey everything worked out, you know, here's a bright sunny rainbow ending. But no, we're just like okay, I have questions, just right. like at the end of the cave scene. And where was Sandy? Yeah, what happened to her? Did he just like forget about Sandy already? Possibly. Maybe she moved to, you know, Snohomish, Washington. <laughs> During the summer. I mean, or maybe Buddy's so, just a just an asshole. He's a lover, love him and leave him kind of guy. He could be, you know, he's in a lot of movies like that. But I have to say, Lisa Gottlieb, director, and also looks like she also wrote the uh, final draft of this movie, but didn't get a writing credit. Um, if Lisa, if you hear this, um, get in contact with us, please. I have a lot of questions that have been for like 20, 25 years. I need some answers. Please, Lisa, call us. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, 45% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not terrible, but still considered rotten. Uh, this is your pick, so obviously you enjoyed it. Uh, I, can I say love I, this movie. I enjoyed it too. Uh, like I said, it's I, such a fun. It's, I, I, yeah, this is one of the movies. Like I told you, like when we were texting the other day, it's like when it was raining in Aberdeen. Growing up, it was always, it was on TV a bunch, and like you know, it was always raining in Aberdeen, so there was nothing to do but like watch movies. So I watched this movie literally like probably thirty times over the course of like my high school career. Yeah, um, beyond that, yeah. But you, you've never seen the remake, right? I've never seen the remake. Yeah, there was a remake with, with Amanda Bynes called She's the Man. Because it was that time when Hollywood was remaking old movies and then giving them names of pop songs. Yeah. Like they also did uh, uh, Love Don't Cost a Thing. Yep. Which was a remake of Can't Buy Me Love. Um, yeah, this it's... It's it's definitely an '80s movie. It's got the the look of it is is clearly very '80s, but also the vibe of it is very '80s. But like I said, not as problematic as I was expecting. Uh, other than Buddy, you know, misusing terms like transgendered and transvestite. Yep. Um, other than that, it's not really you know. There's not a lot of homophobia. There's no. not a lot of transphobia. Um, so yeah, this this definitely could have been much more problematic. So kudos to the filmmakers for not making it that, not using yeah, yeah, those man. kind of tropes. And it holds up. Like it's still like a good like feminist like empowering message. Yeah, like I said, you know, there's there's still that message of gender inequality and gender bias. Yeah, and yeah, and just like you know, like she was out to prove sexism existed and. We did, and then, you know, she wins in the end. Yeah, and Buddy gets to bang a 45-year-old Harley mom. <laughs> Our dream when we're all 15. <laughs> so would you watch this again, Taylor? You just, I would like, absolutely watch this again. All right, awesome. I'm glad I turned you on to this one. I, I still have no desire to see the Amanda Bynes version, but, uh, yeah, I would watch this again. I would recommend it to people. Yeah, I would say this would probably be my top 25 movies ever. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I like little... bad movies. But this, this is a bad I wouldn't movie, say this though. is a bad. No, it's not a bad movie. It's just like you know, it's like quintessential 80s. But it like it it just hits home. I will say that the the cr- critiques on Rotten Tomatoes are valid in that yes, it's it's hard to buy Terry as a boy, as it as is. a viewer, and for some reason she's got this like almost Italian accent all of a sudden, you know? Yeah, it's like kind of, almost like that like Italian Brooklyn accent, like Ralph Macchio. Hey, no, what you do? <laughs> hey, Ma, what you doing? Hey, get that pizza over here, huh? Maybe she was trying to sound like Ralph Macchio. I don't know. Maybe she was. Maybe Ralph Macchio was supposed to play Rick, and then like whoever ended up playing Rick, uh, Clayton Rohner, 
maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Speculation on my part. I also think it's a valid criticism that in a movie that's about not judging people by their looks, there's a whole scene where Rick has to get a makeover to get a date. Yeah, exactly. And this was also Rick's first ever movie. Man, that guy looks like a young Joe Lynch. (laughs) Good call. So, yeah, I mean, we would both recommend this movie. I suggest you go out and, and watch it, especially if you're into these these 80s teen movies. It's two bucks on like most of the streaming platforms, or two ninety nine on most of the streaming platforms. I don't think you can get it free anywhere, but yeah, it's two ninety nine on um, Google, Apple, Amazon, uh, Voodoo, um, and Hulu. So, yeah, I think it's worth the three bucks. Yeah, I think it was three bucks on Google too. Yeah. Yeah. So next time it's a rainy day and you're looking for something to watch, throw on just one of the guys. You won't regret it. I promise you. And Lisa, again, call us. I have questions. (laughs) All right. So don't make me uh, stalky like Sandy. (laughs) Cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. My Glenn Howerton right there. Cut that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for this episode. Uh, thank you for joining us. We hope you tune in next time. Uh, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. If we're not there yet, we will be soon. We are slowly rolling out to more and more platforms. Uh, you can follow us on all different social medias at Cult of Splat. You can follow me at the Taylor Bartle. And me at Kevin Escoda. And so until we meet again, uh, have a wonderful day. We'll come up with some kind of a sign-off phrase eventually. Yeah, we got nothing right now. Bye.